Hey guys and welcome to the Transformation Mindset Podcast. I am your mindset coach Lucy and this podcast is to advise you on my best mindset motivational tips, guide you into a growth mindset and share with you any of the best tips I can find in optimizing your mental and physical health. Enjoy this episode guys. No pressure. Hey guys and welcome back. So today I am with the lovely Aaron as always from Building from the Inside Out and I also have my lovely partner and Ross Potter from RP Coaching um, here to have a good chit chat about everything isolation and lockdown from a male's perspective. Um, I feel during this time um, when we're talking about parents or when we're talking about hormones, I think because this is a sort of female dominant podcast, and not just for female perspective, but I think the males kind of get forgotten about because they are the, they are the men who don't really express how they're feeling a lot of the time and I think it's really important for their voices to be heard and to get a two similar but different perspectives on this idea and myself and Aaron um, as you can remember Aaron back in episode one we had a good chat about this and this was before lockdown even was a thing before COVID was a thing and we had a good chat about how if the gym was taken away what this would change for a lot of people because so many prioritize the gym over external factors because it's almost the easier option rather than chasing anything else that's going on in their lives and what if that was taken away somebody what this would bring to their lives and we are now seeing the results of this so Aaron I just want you to touch on say hi and hello and your perspective on everything right now yeah hey yeah hey guys um lovely to be back um and lovely to have Ross with us today as well really cool um so yeah what what's happening I mean it's it couldn't be any more of a um couldn't be any more of an opportunity to go through all of those things that we discussed in episode one um where we, where we talked about the gym and how much people prioritize the gym and how much fitness takes over our life and can take over our life if we allow it to. Um, and then not really ever seeing the other things that we love to do, the other opportunities that we have in our life, the other things that have value in our, in our being, in our creation and who we are. Um, and now we're really seeing uh, a prime opportunity to be able to see those other things and really focus on them when ultimately the gym is not available anymore. Um, how does it make people feel? Uh, from a personal experience, I think for me, it's, uh, it's a real refreshment. It's a real um, kind of rebuilding process to try and design some sort of structure, some sort of routine, some sort of being and doing that doesn't involve the gym per se, that, that environment, that gym environment. Um, obviously, we're all able to do our home workouts. We're all obviously able to go for a walk, a run, as we are. And obviously now, as much as we like, so we're told. So that's great. But actually removing that aspect of the gym and what the gym means to a lot of people, that sense of belonging, that sense of identity, that sense of self-worth, that sense of support, that structure that they have around them um, daily in their lives is now taken away from them. So what do we do? And, and I think that's the big thing for me. It's, it's kind of been a, right, I need to sit down. I need to reprioritize. I need to restructure my thinking, my mindset. And how am I going to potentially replace that gym element 
with those other things that are important to me in my life. Um, you know, when the gyms are open, for me, it's very much uh, um, that some of the important things in my life do kind of take a back seat slightly. And I think we're all culprits to that. I think Ross will agree. Sometimes when you're really stuck in that, in that man, alpha man, I'm in the gym, I'm training, I'm doing this every day, I'm making gains. You can forget very quickly those important other elements in your life. Um, and for a lot of us, that is family, that is partners, that is, uh, you know, sons, daughters, maybe a love for music, uh, a love for cars, whatever it might be, whatever it might be, you know, sometimes that does take a step back. And so I think over the last seven weeks, I've really well, I think successfully, all of those things right to the forefront and now the gym for me is not that not that one main thing um instead i'm now you know making my family priority and making my well-being a priority and the things that i love to do my music my you know uh drama my theater i love watching musical theater i bloody hell when was the last time i did that when the gyms were open i you know i just don't do it anymore so i'm doing all of those really really important things to me now that the gyms aren't available so that's kind of what I've been doing. Would you say the same, Ross? You feel the same? Um, yeah, firstly, welcome um, and, and thanks for having me on. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, I think one big thing that's been highlighted is the, especially in the, the male-dominated world, how we get stuck into a routine of wanting to be the best, especially when it comes to fitness, um, always wanting to be better than the other guy, bigger than the other guy, stronger than the other guy. Um, and yeah, I think this this lockdown has highlighted it. There is more to life than the gym. Highlighted that uh, there is more to life than social media, um, and there are two big things that obviously have one of the biggest impacts on um, mental health. So I'm sure during the episode we'll we'll dive into it, and Lucy will direct certain questions, etc. But yeah, I think it's a, it's a massive wake up call for not only us guys but for for everybody who is involved in the gym circle um and it's about now understanding how we take a step back in order to come back bigger come back a lot more uh, let's say grateful for what we have so that we're not just going back into an old routine where we're not talking to our family like you've just said we're forgetting our hobbies we're forgetting what we do on a daily basis and we are investing 99% of our time in the gym, which um, can be taken away at any point. Um, I think it's important to raise the issue that if you were training seven days a week, you're in the gym life, should you pick up an injury, for instance, fall off a horse, break a leg, um, snap your wrist, you are in the same position, but somehow there seems to be a different uh, different mental state because you can, yeah. you can still interact. So yeah. it's looking at it, and, and this is something I've told my clients, it's looking at things in a different light, treating this lockdown period as a chance to, to plant yourself and you see to regrow, to come out the other side a much better person and appreciating you as a person um rather than kind of living in a in a let's say a highlight reel of of what society um asks of us yeah absolutely couldn't agree more yeah and i think 
Um, the reason I wanted to get a male's perspective on the next part of this that I want to talk about is I'm obviously part of a few group chats on WhatsApp and whatnot with a bunch of teeny girls or fitness girls, whatever category they may have been in originally. Um, and a lot of them now have their own gym gear ordered like they've, they've got them delivered to the house because there's nothing wrong with that I don't if they're wanting to still invest in these equip this equipment um so that they can progress then I all for it home workouts exactly as you said like it's all about keeping our routine and um, my issue with some of the comments that are made is even though they have the access to this equipment and even though we've had pro one of probably one of the best springs we've had in years weather wise um which means you know yes okay we're limited to how much time we've been allowed outdoors but you're still allowed to get outdoors so it's about using that time wisely um the almost seem depressed because they don't have access to a gym membership and to me this is why i'm finding this part so important now again i understand that males and females can differ but they're also very similar in this industry and um, because we're all driven to be better we're all driven to, to progress whatever way that may be um, and I think it's an interesting perspective of the fact that what is a gym? A gym is just somewhere that allows you to use equipment. Now, if you have that access to equipment in your house, what is the difference? Like, why is the why is it the gym, quote unquote, the gym, the place you need to progress? And why is the quote unquote the gym? The bit that you're depressed about because if you have that available if you have the ability to exercise and exactly as ross says there are so many people who then undergo an injury and yes okay they some are hit pretty badly but all in all i find a lot of these people who are still able to train and still able to progress are actually being hit in a different way and actually stunting their own progress by not just enjoying the fact that okay maybe i can't grow per se in the one way that we've been labeled to bodybuilder wise for the last couple of years but learning new ways of progression like instead of aiming for a heavier weight aiming for higher reps and doing things the right way rather than just chucking weights around um, and I just wanted to see from your guys point of view how you feel about that and I'm going to go to you first Ross um, yeah, so an important an, an important point raised. I, I I come from both sides. I understand both sides. Having um, a, a big base of clients online, um, most of the people during the first few weeks of lockdown came to me with the same the same issues, lacking motivation. I don't have any equipment. I am going to waste away, or all of my progress is going to stunt. Now. The, like I said, there's two different ways of looking at this, um, and I'm a kind of fan of both, if you like. But there's there's the the one side where we need the gym for our mental sanity. We need to get in the car. We need to be able to drive <clears throat> to a gym to socialise, to chat to some friends, and also to. I think the big thing here is progression. Um, you know, even if you've got a set of ten kilo dumbbells at home and that's all you have access to, you can't progress in terms of load. And that's where people are kind of potentially 
looking at things the wrong way because whilst you can't progress with a set of 10k dumbbells in terms of load you can progress with time under tension negative reps resistance bands etc the list goes on um but then we we need that gym for the mental sanity um it's one of the the as you've said lucy many times your safe space a place where you believe you can go to let off some steam to get away from your partner your kids or your work uh, your place to to unwind but then on the other on the other side we have the stay at home approach which I'm not going to lie, I find it very hard myself. I mean, me and Lucy obviously both living under the same roof have access to my studio, which is a fully kitted out gym. We have virtually everything we need. Um, and I still struggle every single day with the motivation to get up and go and train because for me, that studio is my work. So, you know, that's a, that's a big thing as well. And I think if we look at this approach in lockdown, when you've been in your house 24 hours a day, and maybe you've been out for your hour walk, when it comes to training, you've got kids running around, you've got dinner on, especially in a family life, I think there is that realism that this is tough. And how do you find the motivation to try and smack down a 60 minute workout and feel you've progressed? Um, I don't know what your take, Aaron, is, but I, I, I feel there's kind of two ways to look at it. Yeah, I totally hear you, brother. I totally hear you. There's definitely two sides of the scale. And I think I'll go with the one side that I feel I'm on more, I think, initially. And that is um, just echoing, really, what you've said, Ross. It, for, for me, the gym, is, the gym isn't so much about progress for me. It's more, it's more the, the euphoria that the gym provides and the, the mecca the mecca that the gym is for me and I believe so many other people, men and women. Um, and it, and it's, it's a place where I know that I go where there is no judgment. There is no um, questioning about what I am, why I'm thinking the way I'm thinking, why I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm in there to train. As I, as I come through the front door, the world leaves me for just an hour and a half, two hours. And, it, and it's just me. And I'm focusing on me and I'm focusing on, what I want to do, I'm focusing on the weight I'm about to pick up and I'm, and I'm clearing my mind of all that mental confusion and all that mental discussion, whatever has gone on in that day. Um, and it's a chance for me to really put me at the front of whatever it is I'm doing and, and, and smash some iron. And, and I think that really is, in, in, in that very simple nutshell, what, what it is about for me. Um, and, and like you say, you know, when, when you're trying to find motivation at home to train, it's very difficult because... I, I, need, I need some sort of pull. I need some sort of magnetism. And as much as I love my daughter and I love my wife and I love my home, there is no magnetism at home for me to get out there and train as hard as I do in the gym. Um, I'm lucky. I've got some equipment. I haven't got a studio like you guys <laughs> have, but I have some um, workout kit. Um, I've been lucky to get off some, some contacts I know. Um, it, it's better than nothing and I'm able to do most of the things that I need to do with that kit um, and it's all free weight but there is still that element and that spark missing from my workouts which I know I only ever receive when I'm in the gym and maybe it's something that we can't fully explain maybe 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 you're trying to find an answer for what that is but maybe there isn't an answer it's just it's just that something that as a human being I crave 
Ross craves, a lot of men crave. I think it's perhaps being in a, in a space where you can see other men, particularly, doing the same thing. And that's empowering. That's inspirational. That's motivating because it comes down to what Ross said earlier about you can lift that weight. I'll lift more than you. I'll try. I'll give it a go. That's motivating. That's, um, that's kind of, that kind of gives you that boost that you need. And you just don't get that at home. You know, I, I appreciate that we can, we can see results from home workouts. I've never been a huge home workout fan. There's that stigma there as well, I think. For many years, I've never been a home workout kind of dude. You know, it's not been my thing. I've never, when I was PTing or when I was coaching online, it was, wasn't something really I promoted as, as doing to my clients. It was always the, if you can get in a gym, great. If you can't, uh, you know, I didn't really want to do home workout plans because that wasn't really my bag. So I've never really had that love for home workouts as well. So I guess I'm combating that slightly. Um, but likewise, the other side of the scale, I, I appreciate and I understand and I get that people can do what they need to do with a different kind of hat on at, in a home workout setting. You know, we need to be a bit more grateful for the things that we are able to do as opposed to all the things that we're not able to do. We yeah. need to stop being so problematic focused and start being a bit more solution focused. You yeah. know, we ain't going anywhere. We ain't stepping forward. We ain't, we ain't developing um, any, in any direction. If we stay with that fixed mindset, my life's shit, I've got nothing to do, I can't use this equipment, what am I gonna do? If we keep thinking that, it'll just fuel negative behaviors and negative feelings. So actually, I have a resistance band, I have a set of dumbbells. Yes, they're not as heavy as I'd like them to be, but I have dumbbells. There are hundreds of people out there crying out for a set of five kilogram dumbbells yeah. but can't get them because they're being charged hundreds of pounds on eBay for them. You know what I mean? So yeah. you do have something. We do have some sort of kit. And it's about improvisation. One of the biggest characteristics of a human being is adapting, improvising. Yeah. Now is that opportunity to really do that. So I do see two sides of the scale. But, you know, being honest, being truly honest, my personal side of where I sit is, is that I miss the gym. I miss that yeah. building. I miss that church, that place of worship. That's, that's what it is to me. And, and it has been for many, many years in my life. And, and has, on numerous occasions, as I'm sure with a lot of people, really, really saved my mental state. You know, yeah. it's, it's, that's what it's done for me. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's, it's really nice to, to kind of have this episode. I was going to leave this, this section as one of my tips, but I'm actually going to pop it in here because I think you've kind of hit it in your head. And obviously, even though I'm not a male, um, most females that I've spoken to, just as I've said just now, we are all in the same boat. It's not really about a male. I can kind of get it from a male's perspective a little bit more because for you guys, it is about that, not the competitiveness, but you've got other men there kind of gearing you on, giving you that sort of determination to do more. Um, but I think this is a really good chance, and I don't know what, how you guys feel on this, but this is a really good chance to express to those closest to us who don't really understand why we go to the gym as often as we do and why we spend so much time in the gym like we do and why that environment means so much to us. I think this is a really good opportunity to kind of express exactly how that makes us feel and why we spend so much time there because 
I do know, especially from like best friends perspectives and my, my aunties and my cousins and even some of my other friends who would say to me, well, why are you going there instead of going out to the cinema? Or why are you going there instead of coming out nightclubbing? And it's like, because that is my, that is where I go to get that same feeling as you do, that enjoyment, that sense of belonging and being in an environment which brings out almost the, oh, I think we've lost them. Hold on. How do I right right we're back sorry we lost Aaron <laughs> so as I was saying before is um just as you were saying I was going to leave this as sort of a tip but I want to kind of add it in now because it dies on from what you were talking about is that I feel I feel very much the same that and I know a lot of people do that the gym, like I'm very much the sort of person that I adapt quite quickly. And I have been enjoying my home workouts. I have been enjoying going for a cycle and I have been enjoying the, the new way of exercising for me. Um, and I've been taking on board positive vibes and loving what I can from it. And I've actually adapted quite well. And I've actually been able to hit points of my workouts that I've never been able to do before because I've come at it with a new mindset instead of focusing on just lifting heavy ass weights. I'm actually focusing on moving them properly. Um, which is a, something that I can take from this time into when I can go back to the gym and progress even further. Um, but I do feel that, especially for males, but all of us as a collective, um, the gym is an area where it's something that means a lot to us. It's our place of belonging, and especially for men who that gives them that sort of, not a competitive edge, but that sort of sense of, I need to do better because there's other men in there kind of giving them that sort of drive to do better. And it is that sense of, we don't have to explain who we are, why we're there and why we enjoy it because everyone in there feels exactly the same way. However, I do feel like this is, an, an important time for us to one really appreciate the fact what this lifestyle means to us and when we do get that gym back making sure we follow our plans correctly we are moving equipment correctly so that when we are there we're not just chucking weight around we're actually using them to the best of our ability but also being able to explain to our loved ones who don't quite understand, who sometimes question why we're spending so much time there, why we're sometimes prioritizing it over other things. Now, I don't agree with that. I think that now is a good chance for us also to, sort of, as we were talking about before, reevaluating that yes, we have that time for the gym, but it shouldn't absorb our entire lives and take up our entire lives. Everything has its place in our day, just like our hour at the gym. But it's our chance to explain, explain to those who don't quite understand just how much it means to us and why we miss it so much and what it does for us when we're there. So when we can go back to the gym, instead of it being going back to that question on Mark of, oh, it means more to them than I do, or why does they want to do that instead of coming to do this? It's actually explaining to people what it's giving to us. So there's not so much of a question and there's not so much of a guilt trip 
if you do then want to spend the time in the gym instead of going to the cinema or going out for a drink or whatever that may be. Um, so I just want to kind of see what your guys' thoughts are on that one. Yeah. Um, do you mind if I go first, Ross? You're right, yeah. No, no. Crack on. Crack on. Yeah. Enjoy. Yeah. Um, so, so I think I think for me, it's uh, and this is this is the truth for me. Um, it's 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 not so much that things have never be, have been more important than something else. I think just in the scenario that we are in before lockdown and in normal life, I use that very briefly because I don't think anybody knows what normal is anymore. In normal life and normal society, you know, we we work from most of the day or at some point in that day we we don't see our family who we're now being forced whether we like it or not to be with every day all day and i i honestly believe that um expressing why i had to go to the gym or why i needed to go out and train at a gym in in normal in normal time was was quite difficult at times because um it seemed as though looking at it on a piece of paper that I was always going to the gym in my free time, which ultimately was my family's free time as well. But now that I um, I'm in an environment where I'm surrounded by those closest to me every day of every, every minute of every day, um, I think my wife has really seen the importance of those two hours on my well-being and for me, um, knowing now that I can't do them. And so has actually encouraged me to do what I can in the garden, out and about on my own, um, as best as I can, to try and mirror that, that gym life, that gym approach um, as best as I can. Um, and, I, and I think you're right, Luce, there is this quite common tendency of people, loved ones, not really fully understanding why someone has to go to the gym or why they have to be there for so long or, um, you know, all these questions that we get asked, why do you have to go there? You know, because, because of the mental clarity that it gives us and because we're not able to do that anymore i think family are really starting to see or some family are really starting to identify and, and observe that the the power that that two hours has on someone's someone's character and someone's attitude you know for sure for me um I, i've gone from a situation where um I, I was I was supported going to the gym. I was supported to go and train, no doubt. You know, my wife's very supportive. But there, there always wasn't always that understanding why I needed to go every day and, and why I had to go there. Even if I trained really hard yesterday, why did I have to go again today? But it wasn't because really of the training. It was because what the gym, what that mecca does for me. And yeah. so that's why I needed to go. But now I think she can really see what, what I don't have and what I'm not getting from the gym. And so it's very encouraging most of the time to give me that opportunity to do it, you know, as best as I can elsewhere, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, this is a quite a big topic. And I have said <clears throat> from day one that it's a generational thing. Um, two factors, social media and generational. When I was growing up, I was never... On Instagram I was in that kind of last tier of the generation where I still had a, a mega drive growing up and you know we didn't have phones I didn't have a phone till I was 10 12 still snake on the phones there was none of this this interaction that we have today and I think take all that away and it's a is a very different story because 
if Great. you if you are going to the gym and i think this this will apply to probably 95 percent of people who go to the gym if you're going to the gym just to take a picture to put on your instagram to appeal to the masses i believe that's that's probably why someone would would want to go and spend two hours there to get a pump to put their new t-shirt on um and to to show off because they're doing it for the yeah. that they get um so that there's an interesting point there but i've always said that it's a generational thing and i think especially when it comes to family your parents are not meant to understand you can try a hundred times to express why you're eating certain foods or why you are training seven days a week but when push comes to shove they're from a different generation they're from a generation where working was the main priority where trying to put food on the table was the main priority where it didn't matter if you had a, a stew or you had a, a lamb roast um there was no gyms back then it wasn't considered uh, a necessity and obviously you had the likes of arnold and stuff but it, i've said this time and time again we cannot compare generations you cannot expect your grandma to understand your journey because her vision of the gym is somewhere where you went in some hot pants and did a, a quick 20 minute blast in a in a class that but time has moved on so so much um way way quicker than we could have ever expected with the rise of social media etc um and i i genuinely believe that that is the reason why we are in this predicament today is because of social media and the exposure that we have on the wider world because now we're comparing ourselves to others and you ask a lot of people why they go to the gym their first initial thought is oh yeah i'm doing it for myself but actually when you dig a little deeper the reason they're doing it is because there's something missing in their life that they feel they have to go to get bigger biceps to get a more defined back to put that onto social media to seek acceptance from a, a crowd that they have never met before like yeah you've got fifty thousand fans fantastic you probably know 300 of them and i think that's that's the biggest point that i would raise on the episode today is finding the real reason why you're doing things um i think it's apparent that people are getting more depressed and more upset not that the fact that they can't train because they do have access to equipment at home but the fact they're not getting the social recognition from their account because their their instagram account is drying up because they don't have great content with a really nice highlighter yeah. in, in a public toilet with their abs out. Um, yeah, it's a really good point, Ross. Yeah. Really good. Very good point. And I think, it, you know, as Lucy will know, that the, the event I spoke at last year with my workshop, I spoke about several times this, this constant need for gratification and seeking reassurance on social media from 99% from of the time, people that add no value in your life and benefit you in no way, shape or form. And, and, it, and it's, a, it, it's an organic thing that we all do. But, you know, for, for a lot of people, it's something that they crave. They crave that attention. They crave that buzz that, that someone will give them um, from posting pictures up in the gym, posting videos, posting um, 
content which they think they'll get applauded for and, and praised for. And, and that, that psychological element of, of the gym, I, I totally can see and I, and I totally understand that for many people, that's such a big, so such a big aspect of that gym package, you know. What, what content can I get in my garden using a resistance band and a broom handle? Like, you can't. You know, people know that that, that isn't going to get them or they believe that isn't going to get them the, the, the praise and the gratification that they know they could get if they had access to a gym. All of that kit, good video angles, good lighting. You know, people haven't got that at the minute. And for, for, for many people, that element is such a, such a profound force in their minds and such a profound... Um, issue to have to accomplish when they're in the gym that now that's been taken away from them it's 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 hugely detrimental um it, it, it's a, it's such a such a obvious thing um and, and what do we do about it i don't know lucy what looking from the outside in how how, how what do we do about it in my opinion i think um see in, in this moment in time it's a difficult thing to comment on because to say to someone don't be on social media at a time where they're already in isolation is quite a difficult comment to make because they don't have the one-to-one -one social interaction that we're used to and that we're craving right now because even if you are living with people that you love like I'm living with my partner and I'm, I'm very lucky for that but I, I still crave my family. I still crave my friends. I still crave, you know, that social interaction that I can't get. Even like, yes, I get to face them. Great, but it's not the same thing. So to try yeah. and say, to try and say to people, don't be spending all your time on social media. Don't try and um, get yourself photos and things to post up or people to like to look on and stuff like that. Because right now, that is a coping mechanism for a lot of people even for the even for the people who don't spend quite so much time on social they are probably spending a little bit more time on it now because you know there's all these challenges going around with tiktok and all the like things to kind of get people give people entertainment i suppose is the best way to put it it is giving people entertainment yeah. um, and a way to get by however i do strongly agree that I think there are a lot of people who use the gym environment as a way of boosting their status rather than boosting who they are. And I think on that side of things, you can't force people to have that sort of self-awareness on the fact, but we can raise awareness of it. And yeah. I think going back to a comment that you made at your workshop which i think now is the perfect time to do so is to really go through your social media and paying attention to what what um, pages you are paying attention to that aren't actually adding to your lifestyle at all and they are literally just there whether it be people if there's people putting up um, home workouts that you can follow, then great. That's something that you want to get on board of and, you know, have something to follow. But don't be sitting on them if they're sitting boasting about their incredible abs or their incredible delts or their amazing legs and all this stuff while you're sitting there feeling crap about yourself. Because even if you are working hard and you are going on your walks or you're getting in a cycle or 
whatever it is, even if you're spending half an hour doing yoga, I don't care. If you're doing something daily to make yourself feel better during this time when it's already difficult, remove the pages, remove the people that are making, making your progress seem minimal because that's not the point of having these pages. And that's something that, a point that you made and there is nothing wrong with tracking your progress on social. There is nothing wrong with having that because that's what originally Instagram was for some of these fitness pages. It had nothing to do with collecting likes or collecting follows. It was somewhere to store your progress of, you know, that was what mine was way back a couple of years ago before anyone knew my Instagram. It was my journey from doing Tough Mudder and all these things and then building up. So yeah, I, I don't know. What would you what would you say? I think it's a massive topic which we could probably discuss for hours and hours and hours. Um I am just I'm just of the opinion that we it this sounds pretty crazy, but do you know what I would love to happen is I would love for Instagram and social media to go down for an entire week. Yeah. Because whilst what it would really, really peel back the layers of, excuse my French, the absolute bullshit that we are seeing on a daily basis with brand new rising social media influencers. Um, you know, I've seen uh, influencers who have no qualifications, who have a, a, a let's say, a, a great female physique with a pair of hot pants on doing a home routine, racking up 4,000 um live followers to do the home workout and this is coming from someone who has no qualifications but yet everybody seems to be basing their in you know let's just take a female physique for example i could probably name five or six female um i'm going to call them influencers who are just raking in the views with you know you know like setting up this massive false um oh he's gone So, yeah, I think one of the big things that I would love to see is, is all social media shutting down for a week. Um, I just think it would peel back the layers and kind of expose people for really, who they really are because there seems to be so many of these influencers putting up a massive front and behind the curtains we see a very different, we see a very, very different side. Um, and I think that's the problem with spending more time on social media in lockdown is people are one comparing themselves to these people to, to these these influencers who are again portraying the perfect life in lockdown i'm still training i'm still glamorous i'm still prepping my meals like it, it, these things aren't happening so again it's portraying something which isn't happening um and I, I think that's causing i would throw it out there and say even more mental health issues because now more than ever people are starting to compare themselves more than they did previously to somebody online who again is leading that 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 false life so for me I, I i hate social media i hate everything about it and the only reason i generally use it is for my business um i, I really i it's one of my big pet hates is the use of social media um because if you are a person who is susceptible to emotions and feelings and and you're very very vulnerable mentally 
or you have um, a troubled background or you know there is some vulnerability that you have if you're not of a strong mental state it will destroy you and it is proving to continue to do so hence the reason we are where we are today and, and, and again that's just that's just my opinion that's just my take on it um, and I guess that's probably a, a quite a nice little point to finish on um, and, and go back to Lucy. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I couldn't really agree more, to be honest. And I think, I mean, Aaron, you very much feel the same way about social media. I don't think, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm a hater of social media. I just think people have, are misusing it and forgetting the reason it was created in the first place. And yeah, the way I the way I see it is, is for me, and uh, social media is not so much the problem, it's the service users on social media. It's the people that use social media and the content that they portray and the content that they present to other people. Unfortunately, we live in a society whereby a massive, massive proportion of those that are engaging with social media platforms, particularly Instagram, Snapchat, um, Facebook at times, um, are vulnerable people and the reason that there is that high percentage of people engaging with social media is because the minority who are those people like Ross people who use it for business purposes um, people that use it to actually give good content and education and information and advice and guidance they're, they're the small minority the majority of people are doing it because they don't have that fulfillment anywhere else in their life and they use social media as a platform to try and gain that fulfillment or find that fulfillment from somewhere. And actually, when someone throws, you know, what's the saying? When someone throws you a, an inch, you take a mile. And it's very true. When, when someone on social media says, great ass," which is actually just a robot saying that, but because someone vulnerable has seen it, they've gone, oh, yes, look, he's got a blue tick or they've got a blue tick. They've got 100,000 followers. Yes, 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 this is working. And then that encourages that repetitive behavior. And, and that's what we see. And that's the vicious cycle that we get put in. And you can have 10, 15, 20 of these comments or these gratification notifications that you get and you, you get a buzz of like excitement and you're fulfilled temporarily, but you're filled, you get that rush of endorphins and then someone puts a bad comment or someone complains or puts something derogatory about you and the whole world crumbles. Why? Because that trust has been built up with those false uh, gratifications, those false actions and those false responses. And then when something bad comes into the picture, it deteriorates. And that's what we're seeing all the time. And um, I, I honestly don't know how we stop that because you can, you can only tell someone so much and, and guide them and advise them not to do A, B and C and do more of E, D and F, you know, like you can only say that to so many people. So um, I think, uh, Darren Farrell made a great point this morning when I was chatting to him about the thing that's been going on on his page. You know, you're never going to stop it, but what you can do is just promote it and hopefully empower and encourage someone else to, when they're in that position, they can deal with it a little bit better. But it, yeah. but it is difficult. It's really difficult. Yeah, yeah, couldn't agree more. Okay, so for the last topic, I want is. I want your guys' points that you want people to take away from this. Um, for me, with it being the episode that I've got you guys on for, I want you to give me a male's perspective. So I want, what points could you give to the male listeners on here? What could they be doing right now that is going to help them at this moment 
and when they can get back into their again whatever normality is after all of this when they can get into their new normality what should they be aiming to take with them from this moment um okay well i'll jump in i whilst you are aiming this primarily at males i do want to just sum up these last few points as a, as a whole coming from a coach with male and female clients because both have gone through the same thing i generally think the most important thing here is is routine structure understanding your day understanding what you've set out for the day um you know obviously on my podcast i have uh, different episodes with um sleep experts and all this sort of thing when it comes down to how to optimize sleep training digestion but the one thing that keeps popping up again and again and again is routine have you woken up have you journaled have you got out for your morning cardio are you starting your day correctly positively with a, with a good clean headspace or are you one of those people who's going to bed at 1, 2, 3 p.m. Um, a.m. in the morning, having real social media for four or five hours straight, soaking up all of the negativity and the anxiety and the, the kind of um, those, you know, comparing yourself to other people. So you're going to bed on a, on a negative straight away you're starting off your day in the worst position to try to go forward so yeah if we bring it back to a male's perspective i think it's i think it's understanding who you are and this is something that maybe has been pushed to the back of the the line for a little while with the whole ego thing and being a male very macho i think you know especially for me i always try and take a period of the day to try and just sit down for five, 10 minutes to try and just catch a few thoughts before I push on. To step back, appreciate your, let's say your weaknesses and your vulnerabilities to understand them and then adapt and, and kind of learn to, to push on, understanding who you are as a person. Um, and, and I'll leave it there. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And actually, that flows in lovely to what I was going to say. Um, and I think my point is, I, I ask I ask the question to all men, whether whether you really, truly know and you wear, whether you really, truly can define what an alpha man is and what an alpha male truly is. And I think the misconception within society, and it has been for hundreds of years, is that alpha men are are those that are um, strong, powerful, authoritative, dominant. They don't show any weakness. They don't show any emotion. When actually, when you really break an alpha down, you, you'll soon find that actually a huge part of being an alpha male and being a man in society is being able to present and show those emotions and to present those vulnerable sides. Because actually, they are where we thrive and where we develop and where we grow the most through those challenges, through those struggles, through those weaknesses and, and actually, you know, um, maybe weaknesses isn't the word that we should use. Maybe it's areas for improvement because ultimately what the hell all of us can improve. And, and that's what life's about constant journey of improvement and, and growth. And so, um, my kind of thing to take away from all of this is now is your time to really explore an adventure within yourself about what your values are and, and what builds up your alpha male facade and what, what builds up your, your being and and really analyze all those different elements and i'm sure that most men will eventually see that 
there is this emotional side and there is this sensitive, there is this, I'm a son, I'm a father, I'm a husband. I mean, you know, all of these very emotional experiences that people have had in their life and probably a hell of a lot of mental health issues as well, where they know that they've struggled and they know that they presented some sort of challenge at some point in their life. But you know what? They got through it and they're here right now. So make sure all of those different elements are understood and, and you can identify those things and really truly be the alpha man that men should be these days, as opposed to what we were 50 years ago when we lived in a very different society in regards to, to men and, and what they could and couldn't be. Yeah, love that. Love it. So I think the only point that I'll add on is just kind of re just um, revisit what I said before, and that is just appreciating the lifestyle you have and appreciating the fact that, you know, being a gym bunny or, you know, an alpha male or whatever it may be and loving the gym environment and loving what you do is not a bad thing. It brings out the best out in us because that's what who we are and what we enjoy it doesn't matter if people don't understand but that doesn't shouldn't stop us from expressing and helping those around us understand what what it means to us and on top of that um when you, if you can't stick to your meal plans now and you can't appreciate the lifestyle you have now reassessing why you're doing it and what it means to you and if there's other ways that are going to be a bit more beneficial to you to achieve a goal that means more so I guess that would be my and that yeah. goes again for all of the above males included because I do think there are men who try to follow follow a pattern that might not be right for them doesn't mean it's not the right path it's just that pattern per se is not for them so it's just speaking to new people getting into new environments whilst you can um, before you get throw back throw yourself back into a deep end of an area that maybe isn't working out and um, so yeah. I guess that would be the last point for me but yeah, uh, that's good, huh? awesome having you both on Aaron as always it's been lovely and Ross thank you so much for coming on to the podcast <laughs> Ross really had no choice did he? he had absolutely <laughs> no choice I've been badgering <laughs> for weeks to come on the podcast I've made it I've made it um, so yeah, it's been awesome.